In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from 1 Chronicles chapter 1, verses 1 through 10, where I'll answer the question, why should I read the genealogies? First Chronicles chapter 1, verses 1 through 10 says, Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahaliel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, Noah, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth. The sons of Jepheth, Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tiras. The sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz, Riphtha, Togarma. The sons of Javan, Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Rodan. The sons of Ham, Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush, Seba, Havilah, Sapta, Rama, and Septeca. The sons of Rama, Sheba, and Dedan. Cush fathered Nimrod. He was the first on the earth to be a mighty man. I have a little confession to make to you. Sometimes I will speed read or fly through the genealogies. And the reason I do that's pretty simple. These are a bunch of names. They're hard to read. I'm sure I'm butchered some of those names right there in the reading that I just did. And it's boring sometimes to just read this person begat that person begat this person over here. And there's so many sections of scripture that are just genealogical entries. It's the line of the family. And you read through it and you say to yourself, oh, I get it. But we have to recognize that these names, these lists of names exist in the scriptures for a reason. And even though the great temptation for us is just to zip right through without really paying too much attention, we really ought to take some time and read through the genealogies. And when we do that, I think we can find that they're there for a specific purpose to help us understand the work of God better. So here are three thoughts from 1 Chronicles chapter 1, verses 1 through 10, answering the question, why should I read genealogies? Thought number one, real people. These people that you're reading about in the Bible are real people. They're real people who existed, who had lives, who had families, who lived out their everyday existence in a manner not too dissimilar from the way we live out each and every day. And recognizing that throughout the Bible there are these lists of real people helps us to realize that this isn't just a, a list of fables, but it's rooted in reality. It's rooted in history. These are people who actually existed at some point in time. And because these are real people, it helps us to realize that the things that are happening in the Bible are not just fictitious narratives, but an accounting of a real people, an accounting of a history of folks who actually existed and some of their lives were exciting and some of their lives were boring but they're actual folks who really lived. So when you get to the genealogies, recognize that each one of these names represents a real, true person. Thought number two, scope. When you read through the genealogies, what you begin to discover is the scope of the Bible. You start to realize that 
the scope of the Bible is far grander than any other book that you might have ever cracked open. It spans thousands of years. And because it spans such a grand period of time, it's hard for us frequently to wrap our minds around it. But when you go through and you read the genealogies and you recognize that each one of these names represents oftentimes an entire generation of people, you start to realize the scope of human history, that it's far greater than you might have anticipated. It's not a simple thing for the gradual revelation of God's word to have come down to us through the generations. It's remarkable, in fact, that these real people lived real lives over long walk and have many of the same situations that we live through befall them. Reading through the genealogies helps you to see the scope, not just of humanity, but the scope of God's plan. How through one man, sin enters the world, and through one man, Christ, that sin is conquered. Thought number three, providence. When you read through the genealogies, you start to get an idea of the providence of God because God makes a promise. He makes a promise to Eve in Genesis 3. And in the promise that he makes to Eve, he makes a promise of redemptive import for all of creation. But we don't really grasp how deep a thing that is unless we realize how many generations occur between Adam and Eve and Christ. So when you read through the genealogies, you get an idea of all of the things that God had to providentially make occur in order to bring about that perfect circumstance where Christ comes into the world. The genealogies, when we look at them from the perspective of divine providence, help us to realize that God works out his purposes and sometimes over the vast stretches of the ages in a manner that we have difficulty wrapping our heads around. But the genealogies help to root us in the reality of these truths. They help us to realize that real people are a part of God's ultimate plan to bring about his ultimate glory in the world. And that should bring you a sense of comfort and help you to realize the significance of those long lists of names you come across in the various books of Scripture. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of 1 Chronicles chapters 1 through 4. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group, Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.